This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Episode number 10 of Hawk Talk. I'm your host, Pat Benson. I'm here with my main man, co-host, executive producer, does it all, Colin Madden. Colin, how you doing, bro? I'm great, man. We did it. I bet I bet you are great, man. That was a wonderful night last night for Hawks fans. That was so cathartic. Yeah, it really brought really brought everyone back to uh, you know, a couple years ago when they went on that run. Yeah, absolutely. So in case in case you've been living under a rock on a different planet with your fingers and your ears. Atlanta Hawks upset the Boston Celtics 119-117 on the road in game five. So there will be no gentlemen's sweep. Game six will be played in Atlanta tomorrow night, Thursday night. And we're going to talk about that later. But right now we got to dive into the action from last night. So of course, the big news, the big storyline entering the game was no DeJounte Murray. After the game, after game four in Atlanta, of course, Murray bumped the official and, um, you know, let, just kind of let his uh, his frustrations get the best of him. And although it was pretty innocuous, it was still like you can't you can't make a, a yeah. contact with the official. So no huge surprise for me that he got suspended. But yeah. So Colin, real quick, tell me, were you expecting that suspension or were you holding out hope that it was going to just be like a heavy fine? Yeah, I thought I thought he's probably going to get suspended, um, especially because yeah. it was after the game. Like, you cannot do that. Like, Tatum did it in the middle of the game, and it was fine. But if you yeah. do it after the game, kind of, like, make your way over to the official, that's when they're going to say that's that's over the line. So I get it. It's whatever. For sure, for sure. But without Murray, I was really thinking, like, this game was not going to be good. Like, we're going back to Boston. You know, they're a great team. They're not going to want to make another trip back to Atlanta because they've got their eyes on the next couple rounds of the playoffs. So, you know, DeJounte, I was thinking we were on Cancun watch for sure. <laughs> However, Trey Young, man, another epic performance. He played 44 minutes last night. Crazy. Yeah, it's we needed all of them, too. We needed all 44 out of them. Every last one of them. His final stat line read... He was 14 to 33 from the field, 5 of 13 from three, ended up with 38 points, 13 assists. And man, really did it all. It was just a vintage ice tray performance. It, like you mentioned at the top of the show, reminiscent of that 2021 um, totally. spectacular playoff run. Yeah, he definitely shut a lot of the uh, overrated, overhyped stuff down a little bit, you know, with the national media. So that was just good to see the national media actually liking him again because been a while yeah. since they said some good things about the Hawks. Yeah, I mean, it's without a doubt been the toughest year of Trey's career. I mean, he's had personal loss with his family. 
He's um, you know struggled with his outside shot. He's faced more scrutiny and criticism than ever. We had trade rumors, yep. and I just thought it was just so great to see him and to see him really smiling, genuinely yeah. smiling again. That was super cool. And I saw his dad's tweet after the game. His dad was just totally ecstatic as he should have been. And yeah, I mean, it was great. It was it was totally awesome. But it wasn't always shaping up that way because mm-hmm. the Celtics, you know, they took a lead in the halftime. Yep. extended on that lead then the third quarter and then just the hawks never went away they never gave up yeah we were down what 13 with about six minutes left and that's exactly that, right that's that's the point in the game where you're like ah well damn man i guess uh you know this could this could be where it put. and then i looked down look back up five point game i was like what the hell yeah. just happened look down look back up it's tied like we went on some run there that was just banging in threes and Man, it was really – it's crazy because Trey wasn't really shooting the three well. He made the first basket of the game, yeah. and then he made, like, two within the last two minutes. And I think he only made five total, and he took 13. So, it's like – he really he really turned that thing on right there at the end from, from three. And he hit it when it counted with two yeah. seconds left. Like, one total bullshit blocking call – blocking foul called on Young with, like, well, I think, like, seven seconds left. Yeah. And um, so that gives Boston the go-ahead free throws. And I don't know, like, I had backing up. Like you, like, I thought, like, okay, we're down 13. We're hanging around. That's great. And then, um, you know, the Hawks eventually take the lead. Totally surprised. And then, you know, that that terrible foul call, mm-hmm. I, I really was disappointed. I was like, man, all this fighting back and this is how the season's going to end? Just on a terrible, disappointing foul call? But Trey, you know, he just looked totally unfazed by it, came in, you know, came across that court. You knew it was going up. And I think that level of confidence could be kind of what he was lacking at times this year. Mm -hmm. Like, at the end of the day, he's just going to remind himself that he's Rayford Trey Young. So, yeah, I think Quinn uh, Quinn helped him think that, too. It's crazy he banged up that big three, too, bro. Like, we were only down one, and he chucks it from the (laughs) court. I was was pretty surprised, but... Hey, he was feeling it and it went in. So that's all you can really ask for. Yeah, it's like, dog, you could definitely have driven to the basket yeah. and tried to get like, gotten a foul call and maybe hit yeah. two free throws. Like, that would have worked too. Yeah, and I know that at the end of the game there, when it was time for us to get baskets every possession, he was doing his whole ISO thing. And I was I was really expecting him to spice it up. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's like Quinn just really wanted him to, you know, the team to get on his back. And he just made sure that Trey knew he had all the confidence in him. So I think that was... A big part of why Trey was like, I'm just going to do it right here for him. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And I'm not going to like knock any previous coaches, but I just don't think the Hawks win that game with any of their previous coaches. I really think Quinn was a huge difference maker. He's a one, obviously like super talented coach, but also has this calming influence and he really empowers his players to go out and do their thing. Yeah, it, multiple players in the post-game press conference, Collins, Trey, they were all talking about how Quinn has really wanted them to get, keep their confidence up, be confident when you're shooting, all that. Collins, man, he bounced back a little bit, you know, shot really well. And after bad shooting performance, he didn't let that affect his confidence or anything. And yeah, man, I was I was proud to see him rebound from last game. Yeah, absolutely. I saw people were killing Collins in the first half last night, but he yep. ended up shooting 50% from the field, 44% uh, from th- from three. I mean, Collins had a hell of a game, not to mention like all the grunt work he has to do mm-hmm. on defense and on the boards. I was trying to so explain that, that to cool. people. 
that he has yeah. valuable minutes, even when he doesn't shoot the ball well and doesn't score. But it's hard yeah. for some people to understand that when they don't look, when they only look at the box score. I get that. I get that. And I fall, I fall into that trap of just looking at offensive production and equating that to like their overall performance. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is like, okay, so say we take John Collins off the court and try to put in a shooter, like Boston is going to just have a marathon. You know, they're just going to just have a, a clear path to the to the bucket every time. Like, got to have some level of defense. And when John can bring that level of offensive production, that's just icing on the cake. So huge yeah. shout out to John Collins. Glad to see him finally get some love because like Trey, I'd say this was probably his worst uh, season in terms of like scrutiny he's ever received. Mm-hmm. For sure, totally. And he, you know, he didn't let it bother him like he always doesn't, and at least to the yeah. public. And yeah, man. And I wanted to touch on Jalen Brown real quick. That man went yeah. 15 for 23. Bro, he was shooting lights out from anywhere. He was getting anything he wanted. He is so agile. Like his move, like his post moves, mid-range moves, cutting to the basket. Like you blink and he's yeah. past you. And, and he's strong and he's physical. So yeah. He is just so nice on the floor. That's my analysis. He is so nice. <laughs> he was backing down Dre on this one play. Yeah. Dre was playing pretty good defense. Yeah. And he, uh, you know, he's fighting, fighting. You know, they get in this, like, where am mm-hmm. I going? Where am I not going? And then eventually he, like, spins out to the right. And Dre, like, gets him in the arm. And Dre's like, oh, what, what, what? It's like, yeah. no, Dre, he is that good, dude. You just yeah. you just fought with him for 15 seconds, and he's still got the foul. He's that good. Exactly. That's it. And shout out to Dre. Again, solid performance. Yeah, he played well too. He, yeah for sure. Three of five from behind the arc. He had 13 points. And I know, like, I harp on Dre a lot when he can be kind of, like, singularly focused on offense and that sort of thing. And, you know, super inconsistent at times. But, yeah. like – we, we look and we're like, dang, man, Jalen Brown had 35 points. Bro, if DeAndre Hunter wasn't, like, picking him or Jason Tatum or someone up, bro, they would have gone for, like, 60 points. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, that that was crazy. Um, the great performance by Jalen Brown. Hats off to him. And, the Haw- you know, the Hawks really got lucky that Jason Tatum was struggling. One of ten from three. I don't think we're going to see Jason Tatum shoot 10% from three ever again. No, that is, that's not going to happen again. And uh, if you went into – I don't know if you ventured over into any of the Celtics Twitter after the game. Oh, no, no. I, my boy my boy told me to go look and – Yeah? Know, all these How are they doing? Comments. They were melting. They were ready to put <laughs> everything up. Uh, I, one of the top, like, comments was – Screw it, trade Tatum, build around Brown. That's <laughs> like, no, oh God, it. guys, you were just in the finals and Trey's gonna Trey can do that to your team. Oh my god. Totally erratic, man. Boston's they're so different. You know, like obviously storied franchise and you know, tied with Los Angeles for the most championships of all time, but they really eat, sleep, and breathe it. And I know this because I was at the game four the other night, mm-hmm. and usually media's you know, for opposing teams, like they'll roll in five deep, you know, five is usually pretty impressive, like 10 deep. If like they're the Lakers, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. I'm not kidding. I saw like 50 Celtics, like their, their media continues. There's like 50 reporters. It was just like all these different, you know, sites and web, you know, and newspapers like the Boston globe. I was seeing dudes from like ESPN who cover the Celtics. And I was like, wow, they really, yeah, I mean, I guess that's probably why they're erratic online is because they they do take it so seriously. Yeah, they're one of. But the also, guys. a lot of people on Celtics Twitter I saw they are uh, blaming Joe Missoula. They really were not happy, like bringing in Blake Griffin late. They thought that was a mistake. 
That was yeah. random. It was random. It felt kind of like a human victory cigar sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, okay, we got it. Let's put in like this sort of fan favorite, you know. And uh, I just thought I thought that was surprising. And they were definitely playing with their food a little too soon. Yeah. Someone that I work with asked me, oh, is Blake Griffin still in the Pistons? And I was like, yeah. oh, he had a couple of teams ago. He's actually a bench warmer yeah. on the Celtics now. And it's just funny to even that he even yeah. got some playing time. I was like, what in the world? And also Horford, man, he is a liability on offense for them. I do not know why he plays so much and he's out there so much. Yes, he sets the nice big moving screens that you know, calling all series, but mm-hmm. he, does, he, he can only guard five, maybe four on defense. And on offense, he's so bad. So I don't know why he is getting so many minutes, but hey, maybe they just need him for screens because Tatum and um, and Smart and Brown are so good. Exactly. And speaking of like questionable Celtics rotations, am I missing something? Because I see where Grant Williams didn't play last night. Am I missing? Was he injured or something? He hasn't been playing much at all this series. I've been so confused. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like he wasn't on the injury report unless it was like a late addition, and that's crazy. If you're not, if you're putting in Blake Griffin, respect right. the respect to Blake Griffin. If you're putting him in over Grant Williams, like I'm questioning you. So you know what? I'm ready to go ahead and declare that you and I know way more ball than Joe Mazzulla. <laughs> Our ball IQ is through the roof. That's why we have this podcast so we can tell people how smart we are. That, that's it. That's it. It just <laughs> takes one big victory lap. For about 20 minutes so speaking of which that will wrap up our coverage for game five we're going to take a quick break we're going to look uh look to the future all righty and we are back let's look ahead at game six colin i want you to tell me what you just told me what's the start time for tomorrow night it's 8 30 man it's a little late for us Hell no, 8.30? Man, what happened to 7 o'clock start time we had previously? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess TNT has to play, uh, you know, their reruns of movies before us. They were already slotted, so they couldn't, you know, work us in early. They probably got Con Air or something, you know, playing. Yeah. Fast and Furious 4. Exactly. Bro, 8.30 on TNT. I mean, I I guess that's cool. More eyeballs, but man. Can you even stay up that late, Pat? Is that too late for you? That's way too late for me. You know I like to go to bed early. Like th- this is this is really disconcerting for me. But whatever. You know what? It's playoff time. I guess I'm gonna just have to gut it out a little bit. Yeah, we've so. got that and the NFL draft on, man. It's gonna be a great night on Thursday. I cannot wait for tomorrow night. Um gonna get the dual TV setup going. Nice, nice. NFL draft, Hawks overload of information yeah. and entertainment it's gonna be beautiful before we dive into game six real quick give me your falcons projection for uh who are they going to draft dude so i really think they're going to take Bijan. i i want them to take a defender like one of the corners because there's a lot of good corners and you know yeah. the dn slips i think that would be a great pick too but i really think they're going to get Bijan. man that's crazy all right so i don't really keep up with the nfl like that why why no quarterback they're going to give Ritter the year, I think, unless for some reason Stroud falls all the way to eight, which there's some weird new mock drafts saying that that's possible. But it yeah. might just be once you get kind of the week of the draft, it's a lot of uh, teams just throwing bullshit around to just, you yeah. know, spice things up. So I don't think he's going anywhere, but eight's kind of a tough spot. There's only four real quarterbacks and a lot of teams need quarterbacks. So they'd have to either move up or. You know, I think, and I think they really like Ritter and just want to, you know, really give him a fair chance. That makes sense. Going to be a crazy night in Atlanta. We got the draft. We've got game six. 
and you come here for your serious analysis and we're going to give you serious analysis starting with our predictions man what is I just want to hear it straight up Hawks Celtics who wins game six I think we definitely got a chance in game six man I'll, I'll ride with the boys. I'll ride with the boys at this point. How can I not? I'm taking yeah, it. I agree with you. I'm going to ride with the hot hand. We got DeJounte coming back. You yep. know State Farm Arena is going to be crazy. Yep. You, know, I wonder, like, the Hawks, they always do a great job of bringing back, like, celebrities and mm-hmm. musicians and, you know, like, activations, like, during timeouts and stuff. Like, I remember, like, Crime Mob performed Nuck wow. If You Buck during a, a playoff game, and I knew at that moment my life was never going to be the same. <laughs> Like I'm excited. Who do you think's gonna be in the house for Game Six? Yeah, how about how about Janet Jackson getting the boot? I know, man. I can't had to do it that. to her. Sorry, Janet. Yeah, so yeah, all right. So State Farm Arena was double booked. Jan- Janet Jackson has two nights in Atlanta. Uh, one was one of them last night. I, th- I think it was Thursday, Friday was the original schedule. Gotcha. Okay, so uh, gotcha. So yeah, I guess where is she going to perform? Like the Tabernacle, or what are we thinking? The other big problem is Taylor Swift is at Mercedes Benz Friday, Saturday, and the staffs for Mercedes Benz and State Farm are the same staff. So now they have Janet Jackson on Friday and Taylor Swift going on Mercedes Benz the same night. I have no idea how those people are going to do it. I actually have a couple of boys who work security, so I might uh, text them and get a little insight on how that's all going to go down. (laughs) Bro, that staff, they're going to be looking like the Jimmy Butler bubble meme. Run over, go, go, go. You know, they're just going to be sending people like back and forth. Like, I don't even. And and the Swifties, man, like Taylor Swift, like. If there is anybody who, like, maybe Janet Jackson, I mean, not maybe, like, Janet Jackson definitely had her day, but right now, man, Taylor Swift, like, I've seen those ticket prices. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, people, if that that service and security and all that isn't top-notch for how much they're paying for Taylor Swift, they're going to, Mercedes-Benz is not going to hear the end of that. Cool. All right. So we we have officially dedicated three minutes to Taylor Swift talk and thirty <laughs> seconds to Game Six talk. I think we're we're staying on brand with this podcast. And like you, I'm gonna I'm riding with the Hawks in Game Six. You right. know, as long as everybody's healthy, DJ's coming back, feeling really good. Real quick, let's take a quick look at tonight's matchups. We got New York, Cleveland. Uh, we got Lakers, Grizz, mm-hmm. uh, Miami, Milwaukee, Golden State, Sacramento. Crazy lineup of games tonight. Any yeah. game in particular standing out to you? Which series are you really like tuned in on? A lot of three-one series. Uh, so you know, it'll be Correct. fun to see if who's going to close it out and whatnot. Um, I, I the Warriors Kings has obviously been yeah. That's the only one that's two-two. Yeah. yeah, and you know it's tough to 10, 10 o'clock tip. You know, hopefully I stay tough, bro. Yeah, uh, luckily with these Braves games being late, it kind of works out for me. It's my good little uh, second half of the game entertainment. But how about the Heat, man? Let's talk about them for a second. Like, gotta talk about the Heat. Gotta talk about got, the Heat. Like, it's crazy that we beat them, and then they yeah. somehow still got in a better situation than us. Obviously, you know, Giannis got hurt, and he's not 100% yeah. right now. So what are you going to do? But, yeah. man, Jimmy Butler, good God, man. Yeah, he has been going off. 3-1, like, I figured, like, Miami, you know, they're, they're veteran-laden, they're tough. I'm like, they're going to st- – excuse me, they're going to steal, like, one or two games from Milwaukee. Yeah. Like, I expect that. But now it's at the point where I'm, like, pretty bummed out. I'm like, man, like, the Hawks, they could have finished Milwaukee. They, they always play well against Milwaukee. Even if Giannis is on the court, Okongwu matches up so well with him. Mm-hmm. Like, so salute to Miami. You know, they just they they just never go away easy and they're in the driver's seat. Do you think that they're they may not win this next game, but do you think that they could win the series against Milwaukee? Totally, dude. At this point, totally. 
for sure, for sure. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. I feel good about the Lakers' chances against yeah. the Grizzlies. LeBron's playing out of his mind. Yep. Uh, New York, they look legit. And then Golden State, Sacramento, man, that, that whole series is just a ninth fight. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean, I guess, like, I'm going to go with, like, Curry and Draymond and Clay just because they've been there and they've done that. I feel like at the end of the day, like, Golden State will win that series. Yeah, I, th- I could see that one go to seven for sure. Um, and then, you know, coming down to stuff and them and yeah. they just would get it done in that situation, I think. I think so too, man. All right, so that's going to wrap, wrap up episode 10. We didn't even come up with a clever title. We're going to leave that to post-production. Our EP, Colin, mm-hmm. is going to come up with something clever for us. Pat, we'll hang be on. Back, before, uh, before we sign out, Pat, yeah. Yeah. Let's, talk about, let's talk about your Twitter real quick, man. Oh, okay, let's, let's talk about it. First off, Elon took your verification away. You know, he, that's going to happen. RIP, the blue check mark. A lot of people that happen to, not me, but you know. <laughs> uh, and then, dude, where do you get these tweets from, man? Do you have these things? All right, Hawks loss. Here's the tweets I'm going to send out. All right, Hawks win. Here's the tweets I'm going to send out. Here's the memes I got on deck. What's going on in your uh, in my head? Screen? Yeah. So, yeah, RIP my blue check mark. That was really <laughs> disappointing. And, um, but yeah, in terms of the, my memes, like some, journalists they really pay attention to pre and post game press conferences some pour over statistics others work on interviews and breaking news i work on memes i'm like all right <laughs> let's let's cut let's cut to the chase let's get to what matters so i'll just like try to tweet out funny pictures but yeah for sure it's definitely like the secret is like having it prepared like it's like my mock draft like yeah. i know what's going to happen like i have a game plan for anything like plans a through z i've got something planned so um it really just so when the time comes i'm prepared i put in the work i know which memes i'm going to send so yeah i mean that's it just a little bit of when preparation meets opportunity that's when success yeah. happens you're getting uh you're getting a lot of likes with the hawks win and I, was, I appreciate. I was, also, also had a lot of people coming out of the woodwork, being like, "Uh, yeah, you said you you said Cancun watch, <laughs> bro. Don't worry about that. That's old. That's different." Yeah, yeah, I'm a reporter, man. I'm just trying to be real here. I'm living in the moment. Yeah, exactly. So, no, shout shout out to my my Twitter family. Yeah, really appreciate y'all. Really appreciate our listeners. Please stay totally. with us. Keep uh keep uh checking in each podcast. Drop those five star reviews sub like tell a friend all that stuff Colin we gonna talk again on Friday yeah we're gonna need to hopefully we it's after another dub that's right all right folks we'll see you on Friday lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.